Hello guys and welcome back to a brand new episode of Chatting with me, DJ Will W. We're back with a brand new episode of Chatting with me, DJ Will W. And we've got a special guest today, guys. His name is Bleem. How are you? How are you doing, mate? How's it going, man? Good. It's uh, it's great to be here. Stoked. Yeah, cool. So how? I can't believe it. You got you're on the show. I've just checked your Spotify out. Forty five thousand listeners. How yeah, did you do that it's, one? Uh, it's been pretty uh, roller coastery last uh, few months. Uh, just it's just basically been sending demos out a lot consistently every day, um, and then getting you know a few of those labels that I've wanted to get on to eventually bite on a couple of the tracks. Um, and then they've been doing most of the promo on their end. Um, it's been pretty smooth sailing uh, from there. But I think uh, with you know some of the playlist placements and stuff, I'm expecting probably a little bit of a drop, but hopefully can get those numbers back up uh, next year. But it's been a lot of fun just focusing on the music mm. and not much more else. That's, that's, that's sound. That's good. So how, how's, how's everything over there, uh, LA and stuff? It's cool. Um, right now, obviously, everyone's in a lockdown period, but I think most yeah. of the people that I surround myself with have taken it really seriously. So it's nice to um, just, you know, be safe with those people and understand mm. that we got to all kind of do our part to uh, yeah, exactly. to really yeah, kill yeah, the masks. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, th- I think it's, it's, I can't believe it. It's just like went everywhere in the world it's just traveling so much and yeah how's you know, the situation the over there how, how honestly you? honestly like it went from going to zero well it didn't go to zero cases but it went to like a big spike and we've had it for ages we had our lockdown in march till only like to july and then we're out of it again and then you know government and whatnot they try sure. to put us in another six week lockdown it's just I think both of our economies are just gone. Yeah, <laughs> you no, know, we're gonna we're gonna take a pretty massive hit too soon. I think. So, Blame, tell me the music journey. Tell me how how did you? When did you start doing music? When did you start producing music? And tell me tell me the sure. journey of what what happened in this. Yeah, so uh, I guess my first real like I guess introduction to EDM was uh, in high school, and I was listening to. Uh, SoundCloud remixes with my homies. We're just, you know, we take lunch off, drive down by the beach, you know, blast mm. SoundCloud Illenium remixes in the car and like, you know, melodic and future bass, future house, stuff like that. Um, just kind of having fun and just not a care in the world, basically listening listening to some of those remixes that we found that, you know, didn't have a, not a lot of plays or like we found to be um, very under the radar. So yeah. we kind of developed our own little mini culture around around that. So so that was kind of my introduction to it. I didn't really um, think of actually producing music, though, until a um, few years later. Um, so I, ju- I just graduated college, um, and I started producing around three years ago. And um, my production journey started off initially with uh, more melodic stuff, kind of like a mixture of, like, um, I guess, poppy, like, flume, like, EDM like Louis the Louis the Child more so and like some of the more melodic stuff like Future Bass and 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 more poppy EDM, um, and then I just started getting into house music because I really resonated with it and I started listening more and more, um, and I made some new friends that that showed me the other side of you know the underground techno scene stuff like that. So I was really really drawn to it and I figured I could 
uh, implement some of the skills I've developed as um, a piano player from a young age into some of those uh, productions that I, I make now. Yeah. So it's been kind of a up and down journey. I've made all sorts of stuff, but I think um, moving forward, uh, I really found, I think, my sound with house music and I have some really um, interesting stuff coming out in the next couple of years that I think will people will resonate with as well and um i'm just excited to to kind of push that new sound forward oh, i love that love that so the house chip the house genre yeah i love house you know i produce house probably not as best as you because you're you've really shot up within three years haven't you so you've went from you know just in in school you know graduating college now i've graduated this this uh some well I couldn't actually graduate because obviously there's no graduation because of the lockdown but I finished college or university um, as well this year. So it's just kind of all like everything's moving so quickly. And then all these three, these three years have just been, must be quite a, you know, an adventure sort of going from not beginner, but you obviously have the piano skills, you know? Yeah. Maybe to add on that a bit, I think it just, the, the adventure that you're referring to has just been trying to learn every day and, and finish something every single day, or at least, you know, every couple of days. Uh, I think a lot of, um, I think a lot of producers, they, they get stuck because they just want to make something so perfect. And yet, you know, a few months goes by and they're still working on that one thing that they want to make better and better, but they'll realize that, you know, you, you can't really achieve perfection in any way. So, so it's more so about getting stuff out, um, consistently and getting better every day and just, you know, finish, finishing tracks, being done with them. Um, obviously doing the marketing side as well, sending them out to labels and doing some promo on your own is important, but just the concept of, of moving forward every single day, um, has, has helped me personally. And, um, and that's, that's really where the, the adventure has been for me. Just, you know, learning from other producers, working with, um, different engineers and just focusing on getting things done. Yeah rather than making that one thing uh, as perfect as it can be. Yeah. Do you ever have the, the writer's block or in terms of you hit a wall and yeah. you're in the studio and you're just like, yeah, I can't think of anything. I can't think of this melody. I can't think of, like, I can't, I don't know where to go next. Do you know, do you know, do you have any advice to those guys sure. who's listening, how to get over that or how to, or have any advice to, you know, improve having that workflow quicker sort of thing? I, I think it's all about balance personally. I, I never have sessions, you know, me by myself or even with friends that last over, you know, just a few hours. I know people that are, you know, in the studio, you know, all day, like 10 hours mm-hmm. straight. And um, so, sometimes it works, you know, it works for other people. I, I tend to work in literally like one hour sh- sessions yeah. and then my brain gets a little bit fried. So I, I take a break <laughs> from things. And just keeping yourself active, I think, um, either with exercise or just jogging your brain yeah. helps to get that creativity flowing later on. Um, oftentimes, I think a lot of people, they, I mean, me myself too, like when I started out, uh, my, my thinking was very much like this. It's like, okay, I need to have the melody right from the start. I need yeah. to know, I need to plan, I need to execute everything. I need to like, you know, the melody is the forefront. Um, and then I need the bass line and the drums. But there's different ways of making uh, different songs. Definitely, Sometimes I'll definitely. start with a voice memo. I mean, and that's what I most of the time still do now. Um, but then other times, like I would just be like, okay, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to 
totally start something from scratch now. I'm gonna pull in four random samples that I, I don't even know what are gonna sound like, but I'm just gonna go in my library and drag them in and you know, I'm gonna try to make something out of it. And sometimes, you know, forcing yourself to be in that uh, critical like creative zone, it, it can, can really help you and it can push your skills to the limit. Oh, 100%, 100%. I, I usually start off with a sample or something that can, you know, generate ideas or get something out because especially putting yourself in that mindset, just dragging a sample in could be like, oh, I've got another section to this or I could turn this into something else, you know? Of course, of course, absolutely. So do you think, you know, for the younger generation, obviously we finished college now, do you think it would be quite difficult, well, in terms of the industry, obviously it's quite difficult to get into anyway because obviously you've done it in quite a quick, well, I'd say quick, three years um of producing obviously you had the piano lessons before but sure do you think it would be difficult for other people to do that in that time span or do you think it you could just create a hit and then bang it could your name could be out there straight away next week sort of thing i mean okay so i guess i have a couple of answers to that question so for for one i mean i see I see tracks going viral by no names all the time i mean with, with the advent of tiktok now um, you know, in the global, you know, top 50, you see, you would see like a random kid who is like 16, 17 years old, drop one beat, like in his entire life on Spotify, and all of a sudden has 50 million streams. There's stories like that happening all the time. And yeah, some of it is luck. Some of it's like, okay, a big label decides to blow someone up, they want to put a bigger artist on the beat, or they want to just, you know, make some videos and TikTok and promo the content. Um, so I do think it, it, it's very possible if something is catchy enough. Um, and there's kind of like a, a quirky little like fun story behind it. It, it does tef- definitely pick up. But on a more like technical level to, to actually get that production experience and, and, and move forward in your career, I think it's important to work with other people and learn from other people. Um, so, so personally, like I, I, I'm an okay uh, mixer, but I'm not obviously the best. I don't think I can do the best for my track. So I work with a mixing engineer we go get down in the studio and we um finish songs together so I, i'm learning from him kind of in terms of on the mixing side and then like some of the more production slash creative elements i kind of assist him on so it's just kind of like a back and forth um energy that goes on yeah so i just really want to emphasize like it's 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 okay to like get help from other people if you're getting things done and if you're curating your vision somehow um, with within that project, a, a lot of people get stuck on the idea that you have to be the one that uh, produces, mixes, masters everything, start to finish. You also have to do your own marketing. You have to, you know, put it all out independently and get yourself up to the tops, to the ranks, um, completely yourself. And it, it's absurdly, it, it's just incredibly difficult to do that. Um, and I think it's more accessible now, for sure, with technology, but. Um, I think just trusting other people and, and building a good team around you to help you bring that vision to life is the most important thing. 100%, yeah. Going back to marketing, right? So I know, you know it's difficult. Instagram, TikTok, TikTok is very saturated now. Sure. Because obviously you'll get the, when it first blew up before lockdown, it was literally like you could get a lot of streams, like a lot of views or whatever, depending on the hashtags or whatnot. In terms of Instagram, and Facebook and Twitter and whatnot, it is quite, I'd say it's quite hard to get the reach that you would want to get, especially with the algorithm, especially if you just share it with a few friends, you could get 
obviously they'd share it if they if they supported you and you know yeah i think i think personally it's quite hard to get that nowadays unless you have if you have unless you have a like a big record label behind you because they've got the they've got the reach already if you know what i'm saying totally in terms of mental health if if you don't mind speaking about it uh do you feel like music helps you on a daily basis mentally get on with your day you know go to work whatnot you know on the average day because i know with me i i listen to music produce music you know do the podcast and i know that i can't just sit down on the couch or the sofa all day doing nothing so i have to like keep myself productive try and find a new goal new goal for the day is that something that you you know strive for or is it a different route that you go down sure so so let me ask you a question do you mean like you use music as kind of like a progressive avenue to help you you know get things done throughout the day is is that kind of on your end what holds to be true um yes in some sort of some sort of ways obviously like with the producing music trying to get you know got you on the podcast and you know trying to make the steps to you know a little bit of success every day sort of thing gotcha like more content more just to show that what your brand is about you know yeah i think sometimes you can get overworked or your brain can kind of get tired of of obviously doing something music related every day me personally this is a very interesting question you ask because i've been i've been thinking about this a lot lately i I use music a lot just listening not use but i just listen to music a lot um on a daily basis you know every single day i'm listening to at least a few hours of music and it's sometimes going on in the background like (laughs) when i'm brushing my teeth or um or obviously when I'm producing or like when I'm running errands or something like that in the car, I have music, podcasts going on. And I think that it's important to sometimes uh, stray away from that as well. Like just take yourself out of that comfort zone where you're always used to something going on, which would be music in this case. And just kind of think about other things in, you know, literal silence. And I found that that has helped me more recently with my mental health because I'm used to just music yeah. being the, the, the occupier, if you will, um, for, for just any, any, anything that's going on where I can listen to music. Um, and, and it doesn't give me too much time to, 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 th- to think about things on a deeper level, maybe think about myself, think about some of the relationships I have with people, you know, where I am in my career. Um, so yes, in a sense that it does help me on a on a daily basis and it's cool like you know producing and hearing feedback on stuff from other people but i also think that it's important to to separate yourself from it um and just just pay attention to the other things going on when the music isn't playing because as a musician i'm I'm sure you're aware of this you know music if it occupies a big part of your life once you kind of take it out certain things start to feel a little bit off so it's cool to recognize that yeah. um, and pay attention 100 percent, yeah so let's say right picture yourself in another world so let's say if you let's say if there wasn't music around and there was something else that you had to do or let's say you didn't do music what would what would that be Obviously, everyone would oh, say, man. you know, you wouldn't have a plan B. You just wouldn't know. You, if you if you tell me this answer right now, right, if you don't know, right, that's fine because there's always plan A and that's what you want in life, you know? Of course. Uh, great question. I, I think I personally would pursue, um, well, 
I, I do a couple things right now. I'm, I'm involved with uh, blockchain and tech. I'm kind of in that industry. Um, I do consulting mm -hmm. work and I do, uh, I have a couple contract positions with, with some startups. So I help on, I help basically bring technological products to life and uh, bring them to market and develop uh, user bases around those products. So I'm, I'm pretty passionate about that just in general. And I, and I like how technology yeah. um, can help people and, and specifically now the decentralization of, of a lot of different things like finance, financial markets um, and, and different tools that are controlled by, you know, either government or big corporations are becoming more accessible by just the average person. So I think that's cool. And being a part of the movement, being a part of that movement is cool. So I would definitely continue that. Um, but my lifelong dream dream has been to open my own sushi restaurant one day um, and, oh, and nice. curate my own very, very specific vibe around that sushi restaurant. Um, kind of like an, you know, underground, like lounge kind of feel very yeah, laid back, but like luxurious cool. at the same time. Uh, so mm. yeah, that's just, that's just a personal dream of mine. How about you? That's, that's a great question. Well, that that is, I think, right, so I've obviously we've finished uni, university or whatnot. I, I've literally been, obviously I've started this podcast and one day in the future I want to, want to do a microphone business as simple as it sounds. I was, my goal is to have a microphone that's really good quality, right, and affordable for students sure. or educational systems. So, because most people worldwide, they can't get a really decent microphone for quite a reasonable price, if you're not right. Um, and my second sort of thing that I've been looking at is quite it's quite a dream away is is having my own like sort of club. Okay. Bar slash club. Okay, like a nightclub. Yeah, so like a bar in the day, and, and it transitions to a club at night. You know, something something like that. I just I just think it would be cool. You know, open go like go to your club at night and then or DJing and stuff and then, totally. Yeah, and then just serving everyone, and everyone knows, you know, which club is which on, on yeah. the town. You know, <laughs> it's like a community thing. It's like, oh, I own this club. You know, come down, have some, have some drinks, have some food. Yeah. I'll be DJing later. <laughs> yeah, I think because uh, a lot of people, especially if you've got a big following, and then you open up a club or or a small venue, people will come. <laughs> you know, they would. If, they would. If especially if you've got quite an honored and loyal audience. Yeah, the key there is loyalty. Yeah, uh, I'd say for that, it, it could be possibly difficult to d sustain that in the long run. Oh, just yeah. because, like, obviously, like if you if you don't play shows that frequently, mm. it's definitely sustainable. Like if you just play a show every once in a while, but if you start oversaturating that with your own shows, I could see how it kind of dies out. Yeah, but. I get what you mean. Just kind of building your own vibe and then, you know, playing there once in a while. And I think it would awesome. be quite fun because you could get other DJs in as well and then they'll get their fans in and then it would just be exactly. just one big, like, family sort of thing, music family, and I just think it would be pretty cool on the what would you What would you do different uh, about that club? How would you um, How would you get people excited about it? Well, I'd have a lot of... I'd have this... I've, I've thought of a name already. <laughs> Sounds crazy. But... Um, Okay. So I'm going to call start. it Sentry, right, with an I, right? And big LED light on the front. Have a long queue with a, you know, and then you go in and you'd have to, like, or pay, usual things, get get your own, you know, get your ticket, whatnot. And then you'd have, like, these nights in the week where you can choose on, like, the internet or something on the website that we've astonishingly made up right now. And, um, 
you can mm-hmm. pick what you would like on that night. So you could pre-order, I don't know, a, a bundle. You get like some songs that you request in. You can get your drinks, including a package maybe. Um, and you can request to like VIP access, like standard club stuff, as well as have an excitement to go somewhere that is accepting everyone, you know, from all different backgrounds and everything. Sure. It's just all in do what you want, weirdness, obviously can't say do what you want but like you know what i mean so straight to the point um have a good time obviously be responsible and yeah just inclusive and no one is ruled out you can do what you you can go there and everyone's inclusive yep Yep. that's awesome so what so what's the timeline when do you think you want to do this (laughs) oh uh well (laughs) or is it like a far-fetched dream for you i i thing is a dream you could say a dream is just a dream i like to call it a goal because you can work towards it good so good i'd say i i'd say i worked for that club i'll try and get that club that i'd want in probably about 10 years okay That's a reasonable time i guess dude 10 I years <laughs> lot can happen yeah plenty of time <laughs> because obviously you know obviously you can't go clubbing now because obviously the lockdown and the coronavirus but um i just think anything can happen especially during this during this pandemic i've i've been told to learn different skills as well as doing music and a podcasting so it's always good to have something for employability's sake just on the side in case you don't get paid from what you actually want to do if you know what i mean totally because obviously you're working towards your career at the moment in the process you know it's a process to get there so um yeah i just feel like I've been learning new skills like Forex and stuff, Forex markets and trading and stuff. That's not what I want to do, but it's good to have that just in case I need to make some money or, or anything else or learn a language or something, you know? Sure. How how is uh how's Forex working out for you? Well, I've been taking the, the there's this course on babypips.com. I don't know if you heard of it. Um I have not. and you go through all these modules and they teach you through it. And I've I've got MetaTrader 4 on my phone, so I've just been just in trying to like look at the markets you know um predict where it's gonna like drop or buy into whenever sure. it goes it's playing spreads rises or drops yeah gotcha. exactly get the lines in but cool, man. yeah would you have you learned anything new during this you know this pandemic or any skills yeah apart from music um, production? i've been doing uh a lot of reading and just i guess blockchain and crypto in general um so i would say my my knowledge in those areas has increased quite a bit. Um, but I also took a, uh, a small project management course and like data visualization course online. So I've been learning about some of the different skill sets uh, needed uh, for the stuff I'm interested in doing down the line. Yeah. And um, I've been learning a little bit about neural networks and just kind of building uh, AIs against, you know, millions of data points and oh, trying cool. to figure out ways to, to predict patterns, uh, from like historical data sets. Um, for, for some reason, this, this project has resulted from an online gambling site. Um, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out a way if there's a, if there's a, (laughs) if there's a crack to it, basically, if there's a way to like beat the system. So that's kind of been my side academic project that I've been trying to dabble in, but just a bunch of little side things here and there. I haven't devoted too much time to one particular thing um and that i I guess that thing would be music but i I was doing that before a bit as well so how about you i've been 
just been learning new stuff with music production to be honest i've been reading books um i've got i've got loads of, i've got a paul white book uh mixing and mastering paul white book i've got um you know the basic you know music theory in ableton i don't cool. know do you use ableton or logic or whatnot i do i do um a lot of stuff in Ableton. I usually bring it into yeah. Logic if I want to like organize uh, the clips yeah. or you know make yeah, something down really quick. But yeah, I, I really like you know Ableton's warping abilities and some of the, some of the stock plugins are actually really really it's nice. It's so handy. Like the simpler is so handy to yeah. have. Yeah, it's wicked. Because <laughs> most most wicked. like DAWs don't have it. <laughs> right, right. But um, yeah, I just think like during this whole thing i've just been trying to focus on music as well as trying to get you know the connections and and try and just make music that makes everyone happy as well as yourself happy because once it's out there it's out there you can't take it back unless you just take it down but you can't take right. it back you know what i mean right. so do you do you feel do you feel like every song that you put out would be you know how can I put this? Do you think that obviously every track isn't perfect in life right. when you produce it, but from when you started music production, right? Do you think that there's been a massive turn in terms of getting the contacts, you know, with record labels? I know I saw um, on your Instagram that you've got a song out with uh, a music label in Liverpool, I believe. Uh, yes. Yes. I think it's uh it might be House Essential. House yes, House Essential. Essentials because I actually know uh a girl who's on that as well called Alice Cubay. She's with this girl called Zach Joshua. Okay. She's in a bio. I looked at it, I thought I recognise this label. And yeah, I just thought this is mad. You've just I really like that song by the way. Don't I don't need money. <laughs> Dude, thank you. You know what you know what's so interesting? Like a lot of people tell me that and then me like personally that's I think on the lower end, like, like it's yeah. not one of my favorites that I, that I released, released. I'll just say that, but it's just yeah. more so goes back to the mentality. It's like, all right, like, yeah, it's, it's good yeah. enough. I want to put it out, um, see if people but vibe with it and to then be just better move forward. And want to push. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I think a lot, what I've learned in producing music is that you listen to it so much and you put it out, you keep listening to it, it well, during the production stages and then you put it out and, it, and you're just sick of it. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then everyone else is like, yeah, this is really time. good and, and this is great. I want to share this or listen yeah. to it. <laughs> and you're just like, I'm sick of this song already. I've, I've made it. I've made it. I've published it, but I've Absolutely. listened to it so much. It's just one of those things. And sometimes, sometimes you end up second guessing yourself. You're, you're just like, oh my, like, is this a bad track? You know, I've, and the reason why that happens because you've heard it so much and now like you're yeah. so sick of it because you've heard it so much and from, from the time that it finally gets released and then you start hearing it even more you're just like okay this the song is actually bad but in reality it's you know not a bad track it's a good song and, pe and people no, are vibing yeah. with it it's more so like your own misconception so that's why it's I important think you to take get breaks ear blind <laughs> yeah ear blind i think you get yes yes you just listen to the same old frequency of sounds it's just like oh it's draining but no good it's good to take breaks because when you're listening to stuff and you're in the studio, let's say for 10 hours or whatnot, grinding hard and it's just like, I'm tired. I'm bored of this now. I just want to take a break. <laughs> it's just right, like, right. just freezes your brain a bit, but it's good. It's good. Absolutely. So, so 
your record labels how many record labels do you have you released on now um let's see i think it's three or four it's mix mash it's uh house central or craven records um and then uh break it down music so and then i have actually and i haven't really told anyone this yet but i'll just i'll put it i have a release with uh do not duplicate recordings coming out on oh really? october 1st which is i don't know if you've heard of him bijou his label yeah um so that would make it yeah that would make it four i think for the for this year that's crazy you're doing well to be honest with you um you know like do, do you ever man. just before before the uh before your lockdown do you think anybody would go out on the street or on the sidewalk or something and just see you and be like oh my god i know this guy <laughs> no you, you know i don't think like just in an in a random like public location that happened i i think a couple of times at school i definitely i noticed that a couple of times like like yeah. someone who had a mutual friend with me would mm. come up and be like oh like you're bleem like i listened to your song it's really good like it's nice to see you and like it's cool to see another fellow university student you know doing doing something creative so i, I thought yeah. that was nice and um it's all good fun but yeah i'm nowhere near the point where people are just you know coming up to me and no no that's fair enough. That's fair enough it takes it takes a but, ridiculous amount of time and, and work to get to that level 100 percent. yeah do you think school life during school when you're doing music do you think you were more recognizable pop popular i guess during like you'd know a lot of people they'd know that you would do some music or is it just like same like i know what i'd be like when i was in school nobody knew what i was doing i was just kind of behind the scenes doing music sure, you know? sure. <laughs> no I, I don't i don't think um i don't think so before i played my first show um and i think my first show changed that uh perspective in college because it was for um it was for like one of our annual uh, festivals that that we hold on our campus and i yeah. opened for a few different artists and at at peak time it was like a little bit over four thousand maybe mid four thousands um in terms of the audience number so that was like just an absurd it was just an insane experience and i've obviously i've never played a show that big that after big. that moment that's massive and it, yeah. yeah so and it was it was my first show so i was just i was very nervous but it, it turned out to be to be good and um i think since it was a school performance um, after that, you know, people started noticing a little bit more, um, you know, reaching out to me. Um, but I, I don't think like, I, I don't know. I don't, I didn't like put myself out too much. I feel like I just, I enjoyed yeah. like the creative process behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and just getting people in stuff. like in other parts of the world more so to hear the music rather than the people I'm like close to. I think that's a difficult thing, like getting it to, you know, to the UK and Europe and whatnot. It's just kind of kind of and it's just very difficult to get the reach unless you've got yes. someone in the uk hopefully my uk listeners will come <laughs> over and listen to your stuff but do you think that it is do are you actively sending it to everyone on your social list as well as obviously the record labels sending it out and you know or is it just kind of like just push it out and then see what happens might get some dms saying this is good or so i just i mainly just post um and if people want to interact with that post they're free to do so and then obviously the label does some of the promo as well um i i don't really like i don't go through you know my following or followers and just send uh, you know spam spam everyone and be like yo listen to my song 
I, I don't think that's a good no, marketing approach. People start to get annoyed at you. Loyalty. <laughs> exactly. Um, what I do do though is I spend maybe just a couple bucks a day on um, uh, an ad or something, maybe like for a new release, like a quick swipe up ad. I'll run it for like a few weeks, and then I will get a few DMs, you know, from people in different countries saying, "Oh, like this is cool," or "I really like this." Can you send me like the extended if it's a DJ? Or they'll ask me, "Oh, can I put this in a video?" and like. That's really cool. So I appreciate that. And I, I think it's cool to interact with fans in that way. But I mean, it's obviously like you, you have to spend money a little bit at least to get some of that feedback. Yeah. Um, as far as like direct promo, yeah, I just, I send it to my close friends, maybe like five of them. Yeah. And that's pretty, and then that's pretty much it. Yeah, the rest is just through, you know, labels, Spotify, and a little bit of ads. LA, let's talk LA, because obviously, whereabouts are you based in LA? Are you in, are you near like, this? are you in Hollywood sort of thing, or is it kind of? Sure, yeah, so I, I actually, I live in, in Orange County right now, it's a little oh, bit Oh yeah, outside. Orange County, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like 45 to like an hour away from LA. Um, I go back and forth between LA a lot, when a couple of my buddies live there, mm. um, so I'm, I'm there and I, I go to a couple studios there, obviously not now. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to get I'm trying to shift I guess locations a bit and I'm I'm trying to get myself out yeah. there for a job. So we'll see if I'm able to actually. It's very live difficult there. right um, now. But <laughs> yeah. I, it's so expensive. It is, it is exactly. <laughs> so I just kind of say I'm like based in LA because obviously I can get there really really quickly. Yeah. Um, but my home exactly, is in Orange yeah. County. Yep. So I've noticed that a lot of successful people are from LA or or are in LA. Do you think that's a, does that come into part and parcel into the success or is it, because obviously you've got a lot of famous people down the road. Obviously LA is a big, big place. Yeah. And do you think that comes part and parcel into the process? I, I, I do. I being... think, I think to some extent it does just because, I mean, I'm sure you've heard like the statement LA is the, you know, entertainment capital place to exactly. be. Exactly. Yeah. Just like all the Hollywood people are there. Um, a lot of people are in music are there as well. So I do think just by the sheer notion of density, like the number of people you have that are in entertainment, in this case, music, like I, I know so many, so many big producers live in LA. They have houses in LA. Um, even when they have you know houses in Europe, like they'll spend half their time in yeah. LA, just working with other producers, doing like label meetings, promo meetings, stuff like that. So I think it does just because you're in closer proximity with the people that can help you get to the next level. Exactly. Um, but now, you know, with, with, with Zoom and like FaceTime and all these different social medias popping up, it's getting easier and easier to cross collaborate between even different countries. Mm. Um, so it's, 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 I guess, uh, thinning the gap, but at the same time, it's still important to recognize that if you want to be in a good position to land yourself, you know, a studio collab gig with some random big producer that's inviting some people over, then like, yeah, it's kind of, it's going to help you yeah. out. I think it's because they've got the audience as well as the mindset as well, because there's a lot of people in LA who that are successful or that has the mindset and the drive, if you know what I mean, to work hard and be successful because they've got the formula, if you know what I mean. So I think yeah. in your case, it's quite a good advantage to be part, well, close or even in 40 minutes away from LA. It's very, you know, it's 
it's quite an advantage, which is good compared to the UK. Because in the UK, you've got London or Manchester or Leeds or whatnot, and London is the capital, and that's that's the place to be, sort of thing. Or or you travel yeah, yeah. over well to the to LA or New York, and yeah, it's just it's just one of those things that you have to willing willingly put yourself in a position to tr- to risk things and put yourself out there if i'm if i'm right <laughs> absolutely absolutely and and la is also a place that you know it does have it does embody like the glamorous lifestyle and you know all the entertainment stuff but i think you can also get get pushed under very quickly in la so you, you have to really have the strong yeah. <laughs> i think mentality and the way that you approach situations you have to kind of know what you're doing because there's a lot of like you know fakeness if you will mm. in LA a lot of a lot of toxicity I mean there's there's bad label deals bad entertainment deals going on all the time a lot of different scandals um, so it, it can also not be good in that yeah. way and I think that's why some of some of my producer friends actually have chosen to move away from LA and, and, and live in other cities because they were getting so sick of that vibe they were experiencing yeah I think you know, I don't want to compare, but do you know Jake Paul and Logan Paul? They're in LA, obviously. Obviously, they're not music. Well, I know they've released yeah. music, but yeah, um, you can see by their videos and uh, the way they act, like all these different artists, they you can see that they have taken the LA lifestyle as in, oh, I've got money, I've got diamonds, I've got Rolexes, you got you got all that bling, and it's very hard to keep yourself on. Uh, straight path sort of thing and the right mentality to stay focused and and not let it get to your head sort of thing do you think it's quite difficult to do that right or are you straight on the ball um i i i do i think i think you can i mean we're all human right so like you you can get consumed pretty easily um even though you know, you have a strong mindset and maybe at the very beginning you tell yourself, oh, like I'm not going to become this person or this is not going to infect me. But you obviously mm-hmm. don't know until you end up in, in the situation yeah. where, you know, it matters. So um, I, I just think it's it's all about surrounding yourself um, with, with the right people um, and the right attitudes and just holding those people like close to you and, and just experiencing life with them, you know, whether or not obviously like I, I value kindness a lot just in general and I value yeah. um, people who inspire me and, and who push me to be a better version of myself. And I, I try not to like go too much outside of my current circle, I guess, in terms of the people that I hold very close to me. Um, I do think that it's important to make new connections and, and trust people to, to build your way up. Um, but at the same time, it's important to hold those values close to you from the start um, and, and have real sit down sessions with yourself to kind of, uh, navigate away from compartmentalizing and just, just getting real and being like, okay, like where do pe- how do people view me? You know, am I becoming this sort of jackass douchebag person or yeah. <laughs> am I still, you know, holding the values close to me and, and just, you know, take it, taking it day by day, um, is important as well. I just think that it's amazing what where your success in music or other things can get you and like comparing obviously you're you're right in terms of like not getting under the bus and sometimes you don't realize some things might happen to you and you know sometimes you know when you've got that fame and all that money 
yes, you have, you know, all these things, but sometimes does, don't you think that, oh, I used to be this person. Am I still the same person sort of thing compared to back then to now? Do you know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, totally. I think there's different layers, obviously, to people as they grow and mold and change and shapeshift yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> I, I think I think most of the time, yeah, people are, I guess, the same person in a very literal sense, but different layers start to get uh, unraveled as different things happen to them and they, they respond to things in different ways. And this this just goes back to like holding your values down and, you know, the fundamental morals that you want to you want to live your life by um so just just focus focusing on on those things is is really important i think and i don't know like i think the whole thing with um you know flashing your bling and all it's like it's whatever i mean yeah in the hip-hop yeah. scene and like you know where those guys are and and what they rap about like that's that's the music it's, oh yeah it's more about like agree, you know coming yeah. from the coming from the ground up mm. and you know making it and that's a that's a physical way yeah. of showing that they've made it and it, and it appeals to their audiences. You know, you cannot deny that. Oh no, hundred percent. That sort it's very, of lifestyle yeah. appeal. Exactly. It appeals. I think it's just, I think it's different. I think it's different than like being like mean to someone or like going behind their back and doing something nasty. No, hundred um, percent. Yeah. You're but right. obviously, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've heard about like the scandals with Jake Paul and some of those, you know, superstars, that live in in LA that got famous from like Vine and YouTube and stuff like that. Well, yeah. So yeah, I do think I do think it does take a toll on you in some ways. Just about focusing on on your values. Exactly. So I want a big question for you. Who is your favorite artist, and what makes what inspires you from their music? Oh man, um, I I, I'm I can I give a couple answers for this? <laughs> oh yeah. Definitely, I think, definitely. Uh, Flume is is one huge inspiration um, for me. Just not not just like his crazy sound design and you know production ability, but just the way that he hmm. approaches. I think his um, production process, not like what he does, but like more so how he does it. He like you see him in interviews, and he'll just be like, "Oh yeah, like I just figured like I'll reverse this one thing and see how it sounds." And yeah, it sounded decent. So like you know, we kind of went with that. And I just, I like how like free flowing his mind is, even though he's like still so spot on with the technical aspect. Um, he also has a very organic and um, not formulaic part of, of, of his brand. And, and, and I really like that and I really respect that. Um, and I think that it's more so, it's guided a lot of the direction for some of the, the new stuff that I'm working on. Um, and I think he's great. I, I, I also think Kanye West has, has been a big inspiration for me um, musically. Um, not so much, obviously, now some of his, you know, political antics. And I mean, I don't want to I don't want to get into all that. But yeah. But, you know, when I when I was, you no, know, no, when no. I was a kid growing <laughs> up, like like Kanye would be the go to guy. I mean, he's basically like the king of sampling in hip hop. He brings, you know, crazy different vibes to, to some of the stuff that, he, that he's worked on. He's incorporated. Uh, Persian music in in other artist project that he's in another artist project that he produced for um, so and I, I'm Persian so I think it's just cool how like he tries to incorporate culture um, yeah. in what he does exactly like different um, cultures and yeah. and he's just been great I just I, I love a lot of his music 
Um, so, so he's, he's big too. Also, like, I really love Sia. I just, <laughs> I first, I'm not exactly, she's, she she's has got the vocals. crazy vocalist. She has got like, the vocals. Absolutely insane. Um, and I, I think her, just her whole like aura and her whole vibe is, 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 uh, unique. And, um, I, I don't know her, her music. I, I, I resonate with it a lot. Um, there's not too many like technical things like I can point out. Um, with Sia, it's just like it's just like wow. Like I listen to her and I'm just like, okay, wow. Her range <laughs> is like crazy. It, it, yeah, it, yes, it, it truly is. She's just done a, a new song with David Guetta, I believe. I don't know if you've heard of it. I what what is it? It's called Let's Love. David Guetta and Sia. Let's Love. I gotta check it out. You gotta check that one out. It's quite I good. I will add it. Yeah, I is haven't that... been good at keeping up with new releases. New music is so. It's... Yeah, it's so. <laughs> so much stuff coming out it's just like loads of things just coming out at once i'm like what every like every other friday it's just like it's just like loads of yeah, music totally totally <laughs> how about how about you i, I want to ask about your oh, inspirations so obviously house music in general i've got i've got i've got quite a few i've got mk mark kinchin i've got sonny federa don't know if you, you've totally yep yeah um i've got um Yellow Claw, but they are hard style. I like to listen to them quite a bit. Their music has changed quite a bit over the years, though. Um, yes. More, it used to be really, you know, hard, like hard style. Now it's more, you know, um, tropical sort of hard style sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of yes. more on yes. a level where it's not as much dance music in terms of you going for a festival. It's more kind of just vibey, vibey music. Yes. Yes. If you know what I mean. I do. So, yeah, I just kind of, in terms of house music in general, I like to incorporate, you know, bits of music from the Dutch scene, you know, Mike Savelio, Sesco, you know, Mark Kitchen, Sonny Federa. I just like to listen to all their music and see what what makes it a tune, you know what I mean? So what makes that, that a hit that's getting like 20 million views on on yes. youtube or spotify or whatnot so learning from you know new music that's coming out really well really helps and inspires me anyway because you know that that's the new that's the new you know the new source for cool so so your mentality is more like let me like you're learning from new trends and like the new stuff as, coming out as yeah that's right yeah cool. i, I I as well as the old stuff again with you know Kanye West he with the he used to go on the MPC beat machine I don't know if you've um the Akai he used to make drum samples you know he did that harder stronger by you know Daft Punk he redid that and it's just like I just think it's amazing how you could take one sample right or a couple of samples and create a whole new tune but yeah. with synthesizers yeah. I just love it like I just I just do I, th- I think it's amazing. If, I know it sounds really geeky, of I, me, um, but <laughs> yeah, no, no, it it does. I mean, that's what music is. Yeah, so. yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so funny you mentioned. I'm like thinking now, like ab- about my answer, and it's like the the genre that I produce is it's weird. Like my inspirations are not from artists who are like within that genre. Yeah, it's, it's so <laughs> it's so funny you mentioned that. I mean, just just like for I guess house, I would also say like for dj sets for example like i i really like charlotte dewitt she's like one of my all-time favorites like yeah her sets are always always incredible um i don't know if you've heard of 
uh, uh, Brian Kessler. Have you heard of him by chance? Brian Kessler. I, I believe that rings a bell. That rings yeah, a bell. Yeah, you, you got you got to check his stuff out. Um, he's uh, he's kind of under the radar. Um, not that many people listen to his music, but I absolutely love his stuff. And I think he does something different with 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 everything he puts out. But it's it's kind of all under the same umbrella of of yeah. Brian Kessler and 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 his music. Um, yeah, there, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of house guys that I like listen to, like just on a daily basis as a groove kind of thing. Um, but yeah, most of my most of my inspirations comes from actually people who aren't in house music. The thing is, right? That that's that's great though because you you're using the sound. We're not using the exact sounds, but you're using the structure of a specific sound and mixing it with another sound that you've made and another sound and uh, and another little beat that you've made and it just becomes your sound it sounds similar or different but it's yes. it's it's yours you know you've made that you've produced it you've thought of it you know it's it, yes, no one absolutely. nothing is the same it's your unique sound you know right, that's what right. that's what i think inspires me is you find something you're like yes i love that that sounds so good right and then you make something into something completely different something blossoms something's new you know you've you know earthed that thing now and it's just like the best sound that you've ever yes. made or something and, and and it's crazy because sometimes all you need is that one sound like literally just one simple sample or like something you you pull up in a plug-in and you like play a quick melody and then you process it a certain way like and then at right at that moment you're just like okay this needs to be what this track is about and then yeah. you could just and then it becomes easy from there you, you tweak a couple things and like i mean it's pretty much done there's a lot of my a lot of my new stuff is literally just based around like a couple of different you know glitchy robotic sounds that i found to be exactly uh, yeah cool and i just be like okay like i'm just gonna build the entire thing around this and this is gonna be like the centralized you know aspect of the music i think you know that's topped it off that is a great that's a great answer you know because a lot of people listening to this would be very clueless in, in terms of how to think of something or think of a sound, you know, like in terms of getting to that point, you know, using your DAW or your Ableton or Logic and what what plugins do you use? Do you like use Serum, Silent, Nexus? Yeah, or I, I started off using, yeah, Serum, Silent. I think Nexus, I, did, I couldn't afford it or something. I don't know. I never, I never ended up getting Next, Nexus. Yeah, Nexus but... is quite a... <laughs> big one you know <laughs> um i i'm trying to get omnisphere i'm like almost at the range where i could like comfortably uh get it but i, I use a lot of uh pro q uh just oh, yeah. like yeah the whole fab filter family i guess and, very uh, helpful fab filter. yeah all of sound toys stuff i really love basically like sound toys and fab filter yeah, and Valhalla. boy yeah 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 like the, the holy grail like it's just those Honestly, three for me it's like the best and then thing. <laughs> just yeah and then just like messing around with the stock stuff too and i mean i think it's best to like focus on mastering like a few different plugins well rather than mm. just like 100%. over bombarding yourself with there's no point a bunch getting of stuff so many that, plugins. Yeah, exactly yeah there's no point and, getting and so I, many plugins I, yeah like i mean i i've bought a few plugins that you know were like 100 200 bucks and it's like i barely use them because I never figured out how to use them well and it's just like yeah. if i had focused on uh the stuff that i already had i feel like i could have made something that's so much better <laughs> especially if you master that instrument as well because a lot of you know uh, 
to this day, when when I've started producing music, a lot of people come up to me and be like, oh, you're not producing real music. And I'm like, maybe it's not played from a real instrument, but the laptop is our instrument, you know? It's, right, it's our right. playground, you know? Like, Man, just that's, that's, just, that's just a concept that some people will unfortunately just never, never understand. And it's fine. For those people, it's just like, all right, you think yeah. whatever you think, and exactly. I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway do you want to plug anything on the podcast before we end the podcast do you want to promote your new songs sure um i guess i'll i'll th- i just i released one today actually it's a new um it's a remix for ali mora and uh brian van andel they have a song called runaway it's on um mix mash records right now and um yeah just uh i guess go stream it let me know what you think it would be awesome and then uh, on october 1st I have uh, another more tech house, kind of like a darker track dropping on a DND records that uh, I would love you guys to uh, also check out. <laughs> love that, love that. So guys, don't forget to go stream Bleem's new track, Remix, Runaway. It's on Mix Mash Records, like you just said, and it's going to be a banger. It is a banger. I'm looking at it now. I'm thinking I'm definitely <laughs> going to play it. I'm definitely going to play this after this podcast. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thank you for coming on. Honestly, it's I know you're probably really busy and I appreciate your time. Obviously, this is going to be up tomorrow, no, man, I Saturday. Thank you for you uh, having me on. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time as well. No, honestly, it's fine. Anytime you've got me, contact me whatever and we'll get you back on if you've got a new release and it will be it'll be fun, you know? Sounds and great, man. Yeah, I had a lot of fun today. Awesome. Awesome. Anyway, thank you for coming on and this is the end of podcast. Don't forget to go follow bleem on instagram and spotify because you know we need to boost his listeners up on spotify to 46 <laughs> or or even fifty thousand listeners and it'll be amazing guys he's got some new tunes coming out thanks Will. go over there right now and we'll see you in the next episode thank you very much guys peace <laughs>